drive around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Here we are. It's not Cam Luke, it's not Campbell Brown, but it is. Trent Massenhelder and Jason Bonington. They've taken over. The boys have gone to America and unfortunately... Uh, they've had their visas revoked, so they're going to stay there, watch the Super Bowl, and then uh, that'll be them done. Um, they, they, they've had a good career here, though, Trent, so I think, I think they can look back and say we created a fair legacy during our time at SEN Track and probably move on with whatever their lives are going to be like now in North America. Yeah, no, I think it was a fair warm-up for the A-team, so uh, glad to uh, be in the chair once again. We obviously did a good job last week, so invited back, and uh, can't wait to get stuck in because... Massive week in Tassie, particularly in the Gallops with Derby Day today and then the Cup on Sunday. So plenty to look forward to over the next hour. And we're going to catch up very soon with an old mate of yours, uh, Peter Staples, a man who has dominated all codes of racing in Tasmania, just dominated the Apple Isle for many years. So hopefully he can help us find a winner. He is Taz Racing. Uh, Little known fact that some of our listeners might not know, plays in a band, does the stapler, and very, very good too. Guitar, singing. Outstanding. Wow. As yeah. a former semi-professional musician myself, Stapes and I might just have a little bit of a conversation you about this. You guys can wax lyrical for a while. Is he with us yet? Is, uh, is, uh, we, we, need to get, we need to get Stapes in the line because I really, I really do want to discuss this. Um, talk about Taz Racing. I did catch up with that Racing.com coverage of the Hunter Cup last week with uh, Froggy Newitt. Yep. Little Froggy. And now, you know what? I used to run across Froggy all the time working at HRV. Yep. RVL and all the rest of it, but I did forget how small he is. I mean, he's not going to. There's going to be no weight problems for Froggy. I wouldn't. Nah, have thought. He's a small man, but one of Tasmania's finest, and it's great to see him back on the mainland too. He went back home there for a while, but he's come back over and he's uh, he's doing some good things here. Yeah, and he's a man that I've uh, I've always had a lot of. You know, there's just jockeys that you have joy with. There's mm. drivers, there's trainers. For some reason, you bond with them. You're able to find their horses when they win, and then there's other jo- – we won't talk about them – jockeys, trainers, and drivers where it doesn't work out quite that way. You always seem to be on the wrong side of the ledge with them. Yeah, one thing you know when you back Froggy's mounts, he's going to get everything out of them because he doesn't doesn't mess around. There's some heavy uh, riders, or very strong riders, I should say. He's one of them. Noel Callow's another one that springs to mind. And um, as I said, yeah, they certainly get everything out, and that's what you, all you can hope for as a punter. 100%. We will have Peter Stables on the line in just a moment, a little bit later. We've got uh, we've got Ryan's plenty. Bill followed by Brendan. We've got Jamie Cockshut to talk about harness racing. And Mark Yole is going to be the special guest, a man who uh, will bet and Mark Yole are. We talk about uh, Peter Stables being Taz Racing. Will Ben and Mark Yole are absolutely dominating down there from a harness racing perspective. So looking forward to getting stuck into that. Peter Stables with us very shortly. Have you got... One or two in particular you're going to ask Stapes about in the Derby or the Cup? Uh, more so the Strut Stakes today, which is one of the um, support card features, I suppose. Um, very keen, my best bet of the day's bundle of fun for Adam Trinder, Jason Maskeel, another proud Taswegian who's moved over to the mainland. He's back home today. He rides about $2.40. Very keen on bundle of fun in the Strut Stakes. It's my best of the day. All right. We have got Peter Stables now. Uh, Stapes... Jay Bon here with uh, Trent Massenhelder, and he's given away a state secret. Oh, maybe it's not a state secret. Maybe, maybe you've had number one hits in Tasmania, but I'm told you, 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 you you're quite a shredder on the axe. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Trent will know that because he's, uh, um, yeah, he's, uh, his father-in-law is uh, the bloke I played drums with when I was uh, young and crazy for about six years between uh, 16 and 22. <laughs> 
<laughs> is he is he right though? And he says you sing as well. I mean, I I'm not going to ask for a few bars. I mean, I want to. I don't think it's appropriate. No, but, I know you want to. But look, but you've 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 got look. There's no room for humility here, Steve. You've got a bit of ability. Uh, yeah, I went all right. Yeah, I actually only stopped playing um, last February, um, and COVID shut the band down when the uh, pubs all closed. So I was still playing um, one night a week. Um, yeah, so at the ripe old age of 68, I'm a, 69 I'm a, as it was. I'm going to let Mace talk to you about racing here. I feel like I want another hour after this to talk about uh, <laughs> Stacey's musical career, but way you go. Peter, Mace. always a pleasure, uh, especially on a day like today, one of the best days of racing in Tassie, of course. It is Derby Day, and we've got the Strut Stakes and the Bow Mistress as well. Um, and, and we've also got Tur- Turk Warrior taking on Emily, which should be another uh, great contest as well. So plenty of look to look forward to today. Yeah, it's fantastic, mate. You've pretty much nailed it with uh, with the feature races, and uh, every race has got a story to it. Um, of course, bundle of fun um, is certainly my first best bet on the card. Um, you know, she was terrific in the Launceston Guineas at her first, only start in Tassie. Um, Patrick Payne's filly. She's by Britain Tycoon out of a fast net rock mare. Um, she was only she went down by just under a length um, in the Launceston Guineas. She just takes her form into the race. She wins and. Uh, um, you know, it's Maskeel, Jason Maskeel takes the ride. She's going to be with, she's in Trinder's name now all through the rest of the campaign um, and wherever that takes her, but I'm sure it's going to be to the Oaks in 12 days' time. She'll go into that Oaks, a winner and probably favourite. Yeah, um, I like what you're saying there, Stapes. We're singing from the same hymn book. She's uh, my best of the day as well. The Bow Mistress is a pretty even affair, probably harder to sort out. Fluorescent Star, one of the visitors from the mainland, for Dean Holland with the ride today, but it's a pretty competitive race as it always is. Yeah, well, look, you know, you've got like Fluorescent Star, you've got uh, McAvoy's um, Zoo Shine, which she's first up, first up from a spell. The same for Bonds Abroad, so they're obviously Corsten thinks that she goes well fresh, so they've kept them for this. But Fluorescent Star, um, I spoke to Amy Yagi, and she said that they set them here for this 12 months ago. Um, that's how far out they've looked for this race and they wanted to get some black type with her but looking for her to be a broodmare, she'd be valuable again with her breeding um, if she's a, a black type winner and she gets an opportunity to win this group three today a lot of people forget that it's a group race and it's $150,000 and uh, um, it always attracts a really good field and today's no exception, um, we've got award winner um, Anthony and Sam Freeman's um, um, mayor um, and then the rest are locals. But if you go right down the bottom, little filly, the only three-year-old filly in the race, Miss Tuppence, boy, was she impressive winning the Lady on net. Like, she absolutely flew home. Her sectionals were better than anything on the day. Um, and then she's just really getting to the stage now where she's wanting to be a racehorse. I think Miss Tuppence, is, I've got her on top, and I think she's terrific value at 750 or $8. And drawn out wide probably runs us gets a similar sort of pattern and will be steaming home late. We should obviously focus yeah. on the the Tassie Derby because it's a always a good race and there's always some visitors coming across and we've got the nep- nephew as favourite for Brendan McCool and Patrick Payne, uh, dodgy one for Kiramar and Dave Eustace. They always seem to have a runner in feature races these days and one I've been really impressed with been knocking on the door for Royston Carr and Siggy rides no surprises at about six dollars as well. Well, no surprises was actually four dollars sixty, and it sort of drifted out when the money's come for dodgy one and uh, um, 
and the favourites into 280, the nephew. Um, Joe O'Neill's been spruiking the nephew to everyone he could everyone he had a phone number of. Um, <laughs> I wonder what that text was, Dave. So I saw just all the nephew. That was it. Okay. You know, right, yeah. Saying it's a good thing. And, uh, well, fair enough, but uh, good on him. But, uh, and it's got a chance because it, it, it was a very good winner last start and Patrick Payne uh, puts the polish on him. So um, he certainly got a big chance. But with this, no surprises. He's a cult um, and he's he, he doesn't have the nature of a cult. Um, although when he gets onto the track, he switches on, and he's doing it more so now. Um, his first one was over 1,100 metres in a maiden, then that, that was just too short for him. And then they put him in a race, a maiden class one, where the one by Brew Horse is a pretty handy horse and probably went on Cup Day. Um, and he ran home and flashed home to run second in that. And Royston, I've never seen him so happy about running second in my life. <laughs> he was running around and he was smiling and laughing. I thought... What's going on? And he, uh, and then of course I realised, well, yeah, he's got this horse for the Derby, hasn't he? So he put him in the Launceston Guineas, and he one more bound, and he probably beats the Alpine Wolf by a head. That's how fast he was finishing. And uh, um, yeah, he's a, he's a real life chance today. I've spoken to Royston, and I've been out and seen the horse a couple of times this week. Um, and the the rapport that they have with each other, it's quite amazing. You know, it's it's almost if Royston said stop, sit down, now eat your lunch. <laughs> I'm sure the horse would. Um, it's just that sort of relationship that they've got. Uh, but Royston's had that with a lot of horses because he's a brilliant horseman. Um, but I really hope that he gets the money today um, because he's uh, he's at the end of his tether in terms of his training career. He's wound right back, handed a few over to Siggy and. Uh, wants her to, to succeed as a trainer, and she's certainly doing that. But for her to ride it, and if she wins today, well, whatever interview she does, it'll be in tears because mm. she won't stop crying until the mm. next race. Yeah, I, I think I'm at the end of my tether, to be honest, sometimes as well, uh, Stapes, but um, hang, <laughs> hang it in there. Mate, uh, so am I. <laughs> uh, give us something for the Hobart Cup on Sunday. And also, tell us if we can back, so to try and make some money on Sunday, whether we can back... One of yours, you've got a share in Bandinelli in the first race in the program. Yeah, look, he's he's only six in it. Like, hell of a night's a, a pretty good horse. But, look, he comes off, you look at his form, he's second last in a field of 11 in Launceston last start last week. But, mate, he drew the outside gate. He was he missed a start slightly. Cody got him out going forward. He was trapped three wide the entire trip. And then, uh, well, she obviously knew he just petered out a little bit because uh, it was a pretty hot speed. And... Uh, she didn't knock him about, and uh, he clipped heels just after the line until he came down, and he actually saved Cody. He was very particular about how he uh, how he handled that little mishap, and uh, she he pulled up sensationally from it. So uh, um, we we're just hoping that um, that he can uh, that he can win again. But it's a, a winnable race for him. But um, it's not just hell of a night that's in there with a chance. There are a couple of others that go well. So um, we'll just be keeping our fingers crossed. But he's going to be there, and you'll be probably calling him the winner at the top of the straight. And who's the top tip in the cup? Mate, I'm a, I'm a White Hawk man, um, and I think he's, he's the best stayer at the moment in the state. He won the Devonport Cup. And he came out and won the Summer Cup, um, ridden three wide, no cover, just uh, it's like Mystic Journey used to win her races. Um, but he just loves being out there, being able to roll and get wound up. He can't be held up and have to stop starting. Uh, that He's no hope then. 
But if you get him out and rolling, he's drawn gate five and Mehmet uh, Alusna knows the horse well. So I think you can get him out there and just keep him out of trouble and it won't matter if he leads the three or four wide brigade. That's the way he loves it and he's been career best form. So he is the local to beat. Um, and then you've got Ho-Ho Khan um, in a twinkle, uh, in a twinkling and... Uh, um, I think they're the they're the best two chances. Lord Belvedere hasn't won for quite a while, but it's nice to have Annabelle Nation with a horse in the race. One hundred percent. Whitehawk seven fifty and two forty. Great to catch up with your stapes next time I'm in Tasmania. I'm bringing the axe and we're going to shred together. All right, you ready for it? Mate, I love it. I love it, mate. And listen, uh, give my best to Billy. Will do. It's time now for a little break here on Taz Racing Talk. When we return, Ryan's a plenty. Bill, thoroughbred trainer, couple of uh, couple of big runners over the next few days in Tasmania, and our man for the Greyhounds, Brennan. Stick with us here on Taz Racing Talk on SEN Track. Yeah, very good. Um, very very happy with the mare. Um, she, you forget all about her last run in the new market. She got flattened twice, and um, um, just was. Never a chance, and she didn't get beat that far. She only got beat about six lengths, and she was turned completely sideways coming around the home turn after being flattened at the half mile. So um, just don't worry about that. Go back to her previous form in Hobart, and she races extremely well down there. Um, depending on how the track's going to run, whether it's biased, we'll know later in the day. Um, she's drawn drawn wide, same as my horse in the Cup. They're giving the visitors draw in both races. But um, when she's raced down Hobart and she's drawn wide, we've always gone back on her and she just rattles home. She just loves the track. And um, she, she'll be calling her the winner at some stage in the straight. Bill, with long, the... Ra- long, Sorry, Bill. With long. the ra- with the rail back in the true position, I think it comes in from the 10. Is there... I've heard a, li- a few whispers that there's a, a potential that it might be a bit leaderish today. Are you concerned at all? And you know, I suppose that probably doesn't help her chances if that does play out. Yeah, of course. You know, if it's going to be leader biased, and from that the outside gate, she'll go back and um, rattle home. And it's just a question of whether they, you know, get too big a break on at the top of the straight. You got a pretty good pilot in Brendan McCool. He's a big race jockey, though. Must give you a lot of confidence with Brendan on top. Oh, look, it certainly does. Brendan's won a lot of big races for me. We go back a long way, and there's none better. Um, you know, you, you don't have to worry about. You know, putting Brendan on, he just gets the job done. A few visitors coming over from the mainland, as there always is. It's a terrific race, $150,000, 90K to the winner. Who are the toughest to beat? Uh, look, I think there's a, not that many chances in the race, really. Um, a little bit difficult to line up the mainland form against the, the Tassie form. They've got to come here and handle the Hobart track, climb up the hill, though it's not as bad as it used to be. Um you know, the favourite's got to be a chance. McAvoy's horse would have to be a chance, I guess. And award winner. Um, but they've got to come here and, and step up to the mark and do the job. Whereas um, my mare, you know, she'll run superb. And I think the weight horse in the race is Miss Tuppence. You know, she's flying. Adam's done a terrific job with her. Um, you know, and the rest of the field have got to give her three kilos. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with her form. Let's move over to the Cup on Sunday, and you've got Shaborn Renegade in. As Jason mentioned off the top, you were put out a bit of an SOS for a jockey. Just give us a bit of the backstory there. Yeah, it was very frustrating. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We had Brett Preble engaged to ride, and his manager rang me on Monday and said, look, he can't come. And 
which is very difficult because, you know, all these races, you know, the jocks are booked, you know, a week at least in advance. And um, being on the minimum 54 made it, you know, even more difficult. So I got on the, on the phone and started ringing around and everybody was either too heavy or going to be suspended on the weekend or they're going to Jai McNeil's wedding. Um, I even thought of sending a message to Jai and say, look, <laughs> how about that? You know, get somebody to stand in for you at the wedding and come over. <laughs> <and walk. laughs> uh, get a bit of cold feet. You do, 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 just encourage him. I don't, I don't think the missus would enjoy that. But I'll tell you what, though. Poor form from Jai. Yeah. I mean, what's he thinking, to be honest? Have you thought about just giving him a call, just having a chat and saying, mate, have you looked at the racing calendar before you decide when to put your wedding on? Like, like It's not good yeah. form, is it, Bill? Mate, you know, that's why all us jockeys... We're jockeys, you know. We weren't smart enough to be brain surgeons. <laughs> <laughs> Making matters worse, he's actually marrying a former jockey in Jess Payne. So two of them, they both should know better. So Disgusting. I don't know. He's a Melbourne Cup winning jockey now. Maybe it's all going to his head. He used to be a man of the people, did Jai, very, you know, from humble beginnings. But anyway, let's talk about Shaborn Renegade. Uh, ran a very good race in the Lonnie Cup last year at a big price. Do you give him much of a hope on Sunday? Yeah, look, I do. Um, the horse is flying. He um, had a bit of an interrupted prep. He was to run in the um, Devonport Cup and he got a very high temperature and I had to scratch him and consequently he had a month in between runs before he ran in the Summer Cup and he got an excellent race um, and was that just that little bit undone but he, he was still finishing, you know, good at the finish. He's improved since then and I think he's going to be riding it. We back them both each way, Bill? Yep, all up. All up, bang. It's that easy. Just take a multi. And uh, no matter what you've heard about me, next time you are looking for a jockey, if you need somebody about 86 kilos, I'm ready to roll. I'll give you my number, Bill. Appreciate the chat, mate. Good luck. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. We're desperately looking for work riders over here. And I'm serious. Um, We have a chronic shortage of work riders in Tassie, particularly in Longford. We haven't had a senior jockey at Longford for several years. We have, at the moment, we have three young girl apprentices. And that's it. You know, we're just desperate. So if there's any kids there that would like to have a fee change and come over to Tassie, looking to get a kick along, um, the apprentices get a great go over here. Um, we don't be too happy to look at somebody. Well, there you go. If you're listening today and, and you might be struggling to get a bit of a, a, a ride here in Victoria and you think there's an opportunity to go over there, you've heard it first from Bill. Appreciate that, mate, and good luck with both your runners. Thanks, mate. Get your weight off and come over. I think it's actually going on more than it's coming off, Bill, to be honest. But there's Bill Ryan. Uh, we're going to go straight from Bill to Brennan. He's going to talk about Greyhound Racing. As we know, this is the man that joins us every Thursday night on the Lids Fly. He's going to give us some winners, hopefully some best bets for Lonnie on Monday and Devonport on Tuesday. Um, is he with us yet? Brennan, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, James. Yourself? Pretty good, mate. You sound like you're in a little bit of a wind tunnel. Is there a small hurricane going on down there in Tasmania today? No, I'm outside. I'm, uh, I work as a uh, fruit harvester. I'm out at a strawberry farm at the moment. You did, when you're on the phone doing interviews, you, t- you just tell the other boys and girls, you just look after the strawberries for a bit. I've got to go and take a call and, and be a celebrity. Is that what you tell them, Brennan? Well, unfortunately, I'm the only Australian out here at the, mo- <laughs> at the moment, so they don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, well, you're going to have to uh, get a little bit bilingual. Uh, give us some winners. Let's start with Lonnie on Monday, mate. Uh, yeah, we're going to go straight in and have a look at the Furniture City gift final. Um, two heats were run last week and 
Look, for me, I was really happy with the performance of, of Just Mates for trainer Stephen Gerrard. Look, the dog went really well. He's had a couple of faults through his career. He just hasn't put it all together, but uh, Monday night was his best performance. He came out run uh, 29.84, so he, I don't think he'll go much quicker at this stage, but uh, he's doing very well, and I think he'll be hard to beat in the gift final. Uh, he's got box five there. The, I think it's about race seven, I think, race seven, number five. 29.84, not mucking around. So that's the way we're going in the feature. Any other winners you got for us on Monday? Uh, look, it's a pretty quiet card. Um we're dominated by short racing at the moment, so we might stick clear of that, and we'll probably head straight up to uh, to Devonport on Tuesday. We've got a 10-race card there, and, um, you know, overall, we've seen some good racing there for the last couple of weeks, and there are some runners um, that have gone pretty good there. I'm just waiting on... I'm relying on technology to... <laughs> to do what I'm doing here. Hang on a second. Um, you never rely on technology. Yeah. That's not the way to go ever, Brennan. We, 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 we forgive you because I'll tell you what, technology, I'm a Luddite. I can't get anything working. They have to turn the computers on <laughs> for me at SEN track before I can get started. So uh, you tell right. us when you're ready to roll. Yeah, I am. I am. I've got one here. I'm going to stick with uh, race four, which is the um, over the 452 there. And I'm going to stick with Twisted Reality uh, for Blake Purcell, bringing Greyhound 116 from 87, and he just can't put a foot wrong. He is getting a bit older in the tooth, but it's a smaller field that he's, that'll be suited down to the ground, and I think he should perform really well there. He loves the inside draw as well. Race four, number three, Twisted Reality. Blake is Brendan's son? Yes, that's right. And uh, Brendan, as we, you and I talked about last night, um, went out of his own way and... Um, Done the charity uh, raising ten thousand dollars for the uh, for the Devonport disaster that uh, that's happened recently. Absolutely magnificent. Yeah, we did talk about that. What a, what a wonderful gesture from a man who's been in the game for a very long time. And uh, you don't have to do these things. So well done to Brendan Purcell. Good luck to Blake with that runner at Devonport. Have you got one more for us? I thought I heard the harvester just about come and run you down a moment ago, uh, Brendan. So we we might be short on time. You're going to need to move out of the way. But you've got one more for us at Devonport on Tuesday. Yeah, I do, I do. Um, I did look towards um, race five, number... Look, I'm going to go race five, number one, Nanny in town for Lewis McCulloch. Look, form's not overly great, and it's not a very strong grade five, but I do like it from the inside. Um, does show pretty pretty good speed. It's form's been pretty good over the last couple of starts, and uh, the inside draw is real is absolutely golden in most races. So yeah, I think it's going to be hard to beat there. Race five, number one, Nanny in town. Great to chat with you, Brendan. When you finally get over to Victoria, bring us a punt of strawberries. <laughs> I wouldn't mind some to be uh, honest. Right now, you're making me a little bit hungry talking about strawberries. Uh, obviously, some great racing here. Uh, uh, tomorrow night at the Meadows as well, the Invitationals, the Rookie Rebel, the Temley and the Zoom Top. I'm sure you'll be watching them as well. Appreciate your time, mate. We'll talk again next Thursday. Not a problem. And, yeah, hopefully I'll be there for the Australian Cup final as uh, long as our travel restrictions stay uh, le- uh, pretty level. You come to me when you get here, mate. I'll look after you or... I'll get you in trouble. One or two, Brennan, but you're going to have fun either way. There's Brennan Ryan. We're going to go for a news break now, find out what's happening in the world, then come back with another one of our experts. This time in the world of standard breads, Jamie Cockshut. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. We'll get that sorted out real soon. It's going to be with Trent Massenhelder and Jason Bonington. Uh... The boys up for the Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl too. I know nothing about the NFL, but it's 
a good day out anyway, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying. We'll be going to a, uh, a venue and drink-wise out there, kids, but uh, it's going to be fun. A little bit of a, uh, a blowout after a big harness carnival here in Victoria, but the harness racing rolls on right around Australia. Group 1 racing at Tabcorp Park. Melton Tabcorp Park. Menangle have features this Saturday night, and we're going to try and find winners in Tasmania as well. And the man who always helps us do that is Jamie Coxrod. How are you, Jamie? Yeah, not too bad, Jase. We've got a meeting at Devonport Friday night and Lonnie on Sunday. Now, on Trot's Life, you gave us a, a pretty extended group of uh, tips. But here, for the purposes of today, we'll give a couple for Devonport and a couple for Lonnie. What are they? Yeah, we'll, we'll start off at Devonport, mate. The two for the two main places tonight are race four, number two, Remember Me Now. Just should lead. If it runs a strong 2,600, I think it'll be winning at around about the 350 mark. And go over to race seven, number eight, Jake's a joy. Um, Shana returned to form, maps to get a good run, and can screen home pretty quickly when asked. You've saved for the last crack at him, and I think that's how he'll be driven. And the two are Launceston, mate. It's Launceston, um, the two Todd Rattray trained runners, race two, number nine, Mazatsu, and race four, number three, Magician of the, the Major. I think they're the two good things on the card, but the one of the odds I really like comes up in race seven, number nine, Cast. Troy um, drops in grade, good trailing draw, and we should get 10 or 12 to 1, mate. And I really think um, he'll take plenty of holding out at those odds. Now, yeah, one of the connections of uh, Caster Troy you had on Trot's life yesterday, did you get more or less confidence uh, with Caster Troy after that conversation? Oh, probably, yeah, he didn't really, <laughs> really push me into it, but just knowing his racing pattern, he's just going to get the right run, and um, he can peel off a good 400 and he has got a bit of bottom about him. He, he can stick a bit though. I just think in a pretty open race at 10 or $12, he does look a good play. But young Hannah, she does have a good affinity with Caster Troy, so that, that is a plus, Jake. Now look, uh, my co-host on the Friday form panel, she's taking the world before at the moment and now Nikita wins in the uh, in the second event at Gawler. Nikita, she's just everywhere. And happy birthday to her for yesterday. You know Hannah a lot better than me though. One of the keys I've found with the interviews, uh, whether they be on track or on TV or on radio, you've sort of got to be able to direct people uh, who the really bullish, overconfident trainers and drivers are, who are the ones that are really conservative. So Hannah might just be on the conservative side. Yeah, I think she's definitely on the conservative side, Jay. So if she likes one, it's probably it's probably okay to follow in because she's probably got a better chance than what she actually gives us. But she has got a, a horse racing tonight first up for Andy Gaffett. She owns called Art Frenzy. And he's got plenty of ability, but he's a bit headstrong. So it's going to be interesting to see how he goes tonight. Yeah, I, well, he was supposed to be in, uh, tomorrow night as well, but um, scratching there in the first race in the program at Tabcorp Park Melton. Before we get to Mark Yell, who's your special guest today, uh, Jamie, like I was saying today on the radio on the Friday form panel, Harness Racing fans are going to have to go into rehab, get into detox soon, because there's been so much fe- feature racing over the last few months. And it, and it carries on. You'd think at the end of the Summer of Glory Carnival, after the Inter-Dominion Big Bread Super Series Breeders' Crown, that you might be all done and dusted. But now we've got Chariot to Fire and Ladyship Miles and, of course, the Miracle Mile around the corner. So it's an intense period, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's great for us, you know, loyal harness followers, mate. You know, we can't lock up seeing good racing because I love good racing. And like you said, we've got the Miracle Mile, our Ladyship Mile, you've got the Derby and the Oaks up there as well. And then, you know, probably... Couple of months later, mate, you're up to Queensland for their winter carnival. So there's not much rest there for the wicked, but it's just good to see our best horses racing, Jason, putting the sport up in, in lights. 
All right, uh, and by the way, on the other channel, I'm getting a text from the other channel saying, give Tassie its team now. So Tasmania is just on everywhere on SEN. It doesn't matter if it's SEN track or the normal SEN. Your special guest today is a man I think most Victorians will know, a big dog in Tasmania, Mark Gell. I'll let you take this away, Jamie. Hey, Gally, Mark. Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, it's all right, mate. Yeah, well, you've got a pretty decent book over the, late, the next two days, mate. You know, a lot of drives. I've just picked out probably half a dozen, mate. So we'll just see if I'm on the mark or if I'm not. And if I'm off the mark, you feel free to let the listeners know if I've got it wrong. We'll start off in race four at Devonport tonight, mate. Remember me now. Um, Finally, gets his chance to win. Slight concern for me is the 2,600. But if he does get a good first half of the race, then as normally you do, rate him to perfection in front. I reckon he could just about get the job done for us. Yeah, I've got the same concerns myself about the distance, but um, from the really good draw, should be up to lead. Uh, probably main danger will be top Hanover or even like I'm rock solid on the back row there. Ran well at Carrick over the long distance as well. If he backs up, then he'll be right in the finish as well. So, yeah, definitely gets a chance to on the comes out of the one now. Yeah, and then we'll go over to the last one. There's one that's shown a bit of form, got back to his, you know, something like his best form of late. Jake's a joy you jump on. He's got a good trailing draw. Um, and he can sprint quickly if he's saved up, you know, for a three or 400 metre sprint. He just maps to get the right sort of trip tonight. Yeah, pretty spot on there. I'm unsure whether or not the one will hold the front, but um, if, if it does win that map to get a really good run, and yeah, he's he's really hit a bit of purple patch again, as he can do every every now and again. And uh, when he's in good form, if he gets that right run, he'll definitely be hitting the line very hard. Yeah, well, there the two at Devonport. Is there any others that you're pretty keen on that you're driving that I haven't mentioned for the listeners? Um, they're probably my main two. I um I thought Adataki would probably be a good each way chance to join the pole earlier on in the night of the year race two. Um, he's just been riddled with poor draws for quite a while now and finally comes up with a good one. So, yeah, he might be one just at the, at the 5 or $6 for the each-way punters. Yeah, no, for sure. He, he should be able to hold the lead and he does go right around Devonport when he's at the front of the field, mate. Um, we'll move over to Launceston. You've got, you got a, a good even book at Launceston. They start off in race three, number 10, Ida Miss Lucy. Um, she's slowly getting back to something like the form that she showed you about three or four months ago. This is a very open race. Um, and she's got definitely got an each way chance in my eyes. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, pretty even field, as you said. Uh, and if we can get a nice card into the race, um, like she did last time out, probably just needs to travel a little bit stronger than she has been recently. But um, I think I think she'll run really well. Then we'll go over to the next race. We're on number 13, Marley J. Eagle. Um, you've been helped with the scratchings. Um, it's only his three chances in the race as far as I'm concerned. Magician's definitely the one to beat because he's got the good draw. But with the scratchings, if Marley J. Eagle just gets a bit of luck in running and it's close enough, you know, I'd be disappointed if he couldn't hit the line with a bit of guts out at the finish. Yeah, he definitely needs a bit of help. He, he can't seem to get a draw, uh, the poor poor little fella. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's still learning. Um Seems to have a, a lot of ability, but um, yeah, magician will take some beating, especially if it can zoom across to the lead. But this bloke will quit himself really well. Um, I've been really happy with him, and and when the penny finally drops, he'll win his fair share of races for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. We'll go over to race five, Sunbeam. He's got the draw to give a bit of cheek. Um, 
as long as you can get him to settle in front, I'm sure he'll be you know, looking the winner at the top of the straight. It's just wherever he can hold on. Yeah, pretty spot on. A uh, really good run last week. Uh, over the 2,600, he drops back to the 22 here. If he, if he doesn't get attacked in front, he'll definitely run a really good race. We'll go to race seven, number six. He's raised a sharp. Got reward with some, you know, some consistent racing of late winner and narrow winner. God bless him. Drawn six. It's not going to be easy for me out there, but it is a pretty even race. So if we can get a bit of cover into the race, he's definitely going to hit the line strongly again. Yeah, I actually thought this was a pretty big step up in class for him. Um, you know, like you said, he, he's been consistent and uh, got the breakthrough win last start, but to me, this looks a, a lot stronger race. You've got sort of horses like Better and More drawn well. John Richard was a good run a couple of starts ago. Uh, then on the back row, you've also got like Major Lester and that. And as you said, Caster Troy, he, he's been going very well lately too. So, yeah, we're going to need a fair share of luck, I'd say. Then we'll go over to race eight. I'll walk this one each way, so hopefully you're on the same page. Number nine, Juniper. Just maps to get the run that's going to seem competitive at the at the finish, and he should be double-figure odds for the listeners out there, but um, going to have to improve a little bit, but you could be the recipe for success. Yeah, well, I hope I do better than I did last time on it. I think I dropped out of the bell, but uh, that was quite a while ago now, but... Uh... Yeah, it seems to be getting back to somewhere near near her best. Uh, should get a nice little trail on the back of Arctic. And um, if the gaps come sort of from the 400 on, uh, yeah, it could be a good each-way chance for the listeners. Yeah, so out of all them, mate, um, what are you going to put us? What are you going to put the listeners into? Well, I need to uh, make amends for last time out when I tipped Arden Row and Oak first up and he, uh, he was very disappointing. But I would say... Yeah, probably Mailey J Eagle, um, probably with Magician there, the two standouts in that race, I think. And I don't mind a horse in the first race, Box Roy. Um, he's always thereabouts. The 2,600 didn't worry him last time. I'll have to drive for a little bit of luck. But, uh, yeah, I think he'd be good each way as well. Yeah, no, he's racing well, Rox Roy. But, yeah, it's a brace coming his way. He's definitely got a chance in a pretty open race. Now, let's... Pleasure, mate. You know, very informative, informative as always here for the listeners, and let's just hopefully you can get a few winners home tonight and on Sunday night, bud. Yeah, no worries at all. Um, just while I've got it here too, I'm um, training on my own now as well, and uh, if anyone's looking for someone to break in their horses or do a bit of pre-training, um, very competitive rate, so give me a bell. No worries then, buddy. I'm sure the listeners will be out there and we'll let them all know, let them all know again a bit later. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much, Jamie. That was great uh, chatting with Mark. He's he's a very good speaker, and, and we've we've got a new thing with Taz Racing. We had Bill Ryan asking for extra track workers down there, and now you can run your advertorials here in uh, racing stables. <laughs> Mark Yell's opening up his own stable, so uh, good luck to him. But re- really impressed, not just with Mark, but with many of the trainers and drivers we speak to in Victoria, how articulate they are these days. Yeah, they've come a long way in, in recent years. It's, it's all about exposure, Jason, getting confidence, just like we do. You know, when we started out in the radio, you know, the more longer we've done it for, the more confident we get, touch wood. And everybody we get on, the more they get on, the more confident they get, the more informative. And um, that's just the way the world goes around, mate. But, yeah, I've been quite impressed with a lot of the guests we've got on from Tasmania over the last six months. They're um, 
very informative and speak very well. They represent the game extremely well. Many people will say I didn't need any more confidence, but they're, they're rude. They're rude, Jamie. Uh, appreciate your time, mate. We'll talk again next Thursday. No worries, fellas. Good luck. There's Jamie Cox. Time for a break. When we come back, hopefully, Grant's little brother, Tommy, will be joining us. Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes to give us an update on the markets for those Taz features across today and also Sunday. Stick with us here on Taz Racing Talk on SEN Track. No, 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 no. Taz Racing Talk with Jason Bonington and Trent Mason Helder, and it's time for our great friend, Grant's little brother, Tommy Hackett, from Ladbrokes. But you've got something special we need to talk about first, before, and then I'll let you drill, Tommy. Yeah, and it's thanks to Ladbrokes, SEN Track's Tazzy Top 2 Survivor playing today, Hobart, on Friday, Derby Day, of course. Pick first or second in every race today. And if your horse runs top two, you survive. Get one wrong and you're Gonski. First race is at 2.42. So registrations are closed then ahead of uh, race one. And uh, prize money this week, 100000 Sorry, 1000 <laughs> bit, <of a, laughs> bit, bit of a difference. Uh, Ludbrokes are generous, but uh, uh, maybe not that generous. Steve Harvey. <laughs> $100 times 10. Uh we have got Tommy on the line, Trent, so uh, maybe just uh, just get, regather yourself and maybe ask him about a few markets. Uh, good afternoon to you, Tommy. Uh, great day in Tassie today with uh, Tassie Derby Day. What's the market doing in the feature? It is a great day, Trent. We, uh, I almost had a heart attack when you said we were giving away $100,000. Well, there goes my salary for the year. But uh, anyway, we look at this Tasmanian Derby, and it's a really interesting race this year. We saw last year this race produce explosive jack. who went on to win the Australian Derby and the South Australian Derby. So I'm not sure we'll see that again in 2022, but still a really good race. The nephew for Paddy Payne is the favourite at 260. Been well back with Ladbrokes as well. 310 into 260. Dodgy one on the second line of betting at $5. Ashy Boys, 650, along with no surprises. I think Dodgy one's the horse to beat here, though. $5, I think, is a nice price. A really lightly raised stayer. They've uh, progressed him through the grades, really handled the step up to 2,000 metres to win a dollar last start. I've just got such a, such respect for the stable with their stayers. Kieran Murray and David Eustace do an amazing job with their young stayers. I think Dodgy one from Barrier 4 will get a lovely run in transit with Johnny Allen in the saddle and can deliver the stable another Tasmanian Derby win. What about the strut and the bow mistress? Two very uh, important races going forward for us. So the Carnival Strut Stakes Bundle of Fun is the narrow favourite. 250 from Vivano, who's 260. Ashmania on the third line of betting there at 650. Our market says it's a race in two. Bundle of Fun now with the Adam Trinder stable. She was very good in the Launceston Guineas there behind Alpine Wolf. Before that was dominant at Warrnambool. I think she's deserving of her status as a clear favourite here. I think she'll be very tough to beat. The Bow Mistress, a more open race. For essence, star, the favourite at 340. Miss Tuffins has been in excellent form. This prep is $6. Bonds Abroad, 650 Award winner, 750 There's one at a bit of a price here I think can run well. Take the sits, double figures. Failed to fire last start, but it's a better horse than that effort suggests. I think the $10 in a pretty open race. Got a great record this track and distance. I think uh, take the sits, good little each-way bet here to run uh, better than the odds suggest. Yeah, we spoke to uh, take the sits trainer Billy Ryan earlier. He said each way all day. Uh, let's go to Sunday and the Hobart Cup. Uh, what are the punters zoning in on here? Really good addition of the Hobart Cup, in my opinion, this year. I think it's a race with uh, plenty of winning chances. And at the moment, we've got equal favourites. Poho Khan in a twinkling are both $3.60. The money is coming for in a twinkling. It's the market mover. Then we've got a big gap there to uh, Lord Belvedere, who's six fifty. White Hawk, who's absolutely flying. This prep seven fifty. Glass Warrior nine dollars, and previous winner East Ender is 
$14. I'm with Inner Twinkling, though. It has been a long time between race wins, but really liked its last start effort there at the Valley. I think it's now at peak fitness. You can go forward from Barry 9, turn this into a, a real staying contest. I think Full Knots Ahead is a horse to add to your, your uh, multiples as well. Going really well this prep. Trained and ridden by Siggy Carr. I think it can run really well. $16 to win, four twenty to place. We've got a really good piece on Ludbroke's social media at the moment with Siggy Carr about her journey with this horse as both jockey and trainer. Well done, Tommy. And well done to Ladbrokes for taking a slot in the new uh, the new slot race in New Zealand harness racing, the race. Aussie lads are going to get themselves a horse for that race. So well done. And there's two things we've learned out of this segment. One is there's going to be more competitors for Tasmanian Survivor today than ever. They are gonna, it's going to be unbelievable. And two... Jackpot today, everyone. And, and Tommy Haggard's on at least $100,000 because he said that's my wage. So that he gave a bit away. Tommy, well done, mate. Talk soon. That was my wage for 10 years. Thanks, boys. Uh... Well done, mate. It's been been fun, and we might we'll get back in for one more week. I, I think so. And, 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 Better guitar next week. And then you become um, you got squatters' rights. It's time to say au revoir. Enjoy trackside. You're on trackside again today. Yeah, Sammy Highland and I for, up until five o'clock today. Good luck finding winners on my phone. Enjoy the rest of your day on SEN Track. <laughs>